everyone, welcome back to the CanadianGameDevs.com podcast. We took a week hiatus because Steve was having a tough week, but we are back, stronger, mm-hmm. better than ever, for episode number 161. If you don't know, this is a weekly show covering all the games made in Canada and the people who create them. Often weekly, Steve. When was the last time we missed a week? Not since I started. Um, yeah, because when Sophia was born, she... You or, still you did one. Be, it was crazy. No, no, I, no. I, 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 didn't, I didn't join you, Brett, and Sebastian, I think. Right, right, yeah. You missed one week or two, two weeks. I feel like two. Yeah. Because she was born on a Saturday, so there's no way I was doing the Sunday that followed. No, no, you definitely didn't. Yeah, it was one week was, I think, just me, Brett, and Sebastian, and then it was me, Sebastian, and uh, Dell. And then you came yeah, back. Yeah, yeah, Then I came back. Um, I don't remember the last time we missed a week. It's, it's like uh, Disney. It never closes, you know? Yeah, like Disney World. Yeah, exactly. We're exactly like Disney. Yeah. Um, uh, my name is Steven. <laughs> so the P-H-N-N-A. Uh, so you'd think it's Stefan, but it's actually Steven. And joining me, of course, the man who started it all, Steven, but it's spelled P-H-N-E, but we call him Steve. So it's Steven and Steve, and no one's ever confused, ever. Soon to be the president of CanadianGameDose.com. Yes, we're making it official. Wink, wink. Um, <laughs> Steve proposed, and I said, yes, I'll be your business partner on CanadianGameDose.com. There we go. And it's happening. Uh, that doesn't mean anything for the people listening, but uh, just some paperwork on our end. We are, of course, supported by our amazing patrons over at patreon.com slash devs. You can back us there for special two-day early access to the show, a Patreon-exclusive Discord, uh, game key giveaways, discount codes for different Canadian gaming events. Remember events, Steve? I remember events. Oh, I miss events. In-person events, that is. Of course, there's... Uh, remote events, uh, as well as the knowledge that your support is helping us do what we do here and cover the Canadian gaming scene. How are you, Steve? How was your two weeks? It was good. You know, I, I, uh, I'm a firm believer in the, like, you only have so much capacity for things. Like, I I think it's because I played so many RPGs, but like you got the health bar and things just eat away at your health bar. And Mm -hmm. sometimes you just need to like cut shit out. Yeah. And, uh, I took like a solid like week and a half. I didn't really look at any video game news. Like this is going to be a very reactionary podcast for me because I didn't Excellent. really pay attention to anything. I didn't really even play that many games. Like I really only played Avengers and a few dabbled in a few things here and there. Like I just sort of kind of, you know, chopped off the gaming part. Um, and then like the next two weeks, you know, I, I have short weeks at work. So just, you know, I'm always, I always get a little bit, uh, I don't want to say depressed, but like kind of that feeling when it when it starts, the sun, you know, gets a little bit lower. And mm-hmm. uh, why, why don't you want to say depression? Is it because like that's a diagnosed thing, and you're not sure if that's what you got? Yeah, exactly. I don't want to like um, I don't want to use that term lightly. Basically, mm. my girlfriend and I um, we sometimes refer to it as being mellow, and we'll just ask like, "Are you feeling mellow today?" And we're like, "Yeah." And we're like, "Okay, we know mm. what that means," you know? Yeah, I feel that, mm-hmm. and uh, so you know, just. Took a break and uh, happy to be back. And you, like I said, yeah, I haven't really, I haven't paid attention to to anything. I was just looking over the pod, the script or whatever that you always write, and just like I, don't, I didn't see any of this shit. We'll, <laughs> we'll get into that. Yeah, we're about and to talk more. about, so it's going to be good. So I'm, but I'm good. I'm good. Excellent. I'm glad to hear it. Let's start with some events, Steve. We made fun of events because they're all online now, and that's not what you picture as an event. But we have three to plug for you this week. First up. The Breakfast Game Audio Club is returning for the first Wednesday of October, on October 7th. It's going to be from 9 a.m. to 12 p.m. 
on their Discord. Uh, link to that in the show notes. Uh, the Breakfast Game Audio Club is, of course, a meeting of the minds of many game audio folks or just people curious about it. You don't need to be a famous composer or someone who's worked on a bunch of games to go. It's generally a very casual hangout thing. Mm. And that's, once again, 9 a.m. Eastern, Wednesday, October 7th. And, Steve, you've done you've gone to one, right? Or two? I went to one on the Discord. Because it's always, like, you know, Breakfast Game Audio Club. So it's mm. always, it was always, like in the morning during the weekday when I would work, so I could never make it. Mm-hmm. But I, I popped in one time to the to their Discord server and uh, just said hello and, and whatnot. I was I was in the infancy of, of this. I remember the day this was all born as just a joke to make fun of Breakfast Club, like the movie. <laughs> oh, um, yeah, I think you've made... I, I keep forgetting <laughs> that that's a movie. Yeah, it's a great movie. Well, it doesn't hold up that well, but in terms of this, uh, like, what's appropriate and what's not appropriate, but... It was, it was a great movie. Um, I saw it a couple years ago for the first time, and I I wasn't, like, rolling away, but I was like, oh, I recognize all these from The Simpsons and Family Guy and stuff. Yeah, exactly. It's very... Um, Prolific. Yeah. Both of it, and Sixteen Candles is, too. Like both, I haven't both seen that one. Movies. It's, it's not as good. Okay. Good I probably won't watch um, it then. But it's good. You, you enjoyed hanging out with the, the, the game audio folks. The audio nerds, yes. It's audiophiles, what they're called, like cinephiles. Yeah, sure, whatever. I never liked that because it sounds too close to another file that is not a good thing, but file just means, like, big fan of, which makes me think the other word needs to change, but whatever. Mm. Um, next event, Dirty Rectangles Online is, of course, coming back, another speaker session, a week after this Wednesday's event at Wednesday, October 14th, 8 p.m., twitch.tv slash Dirty Rectangles. They got lots of speakers coming. Uh, let, me, let me run through some of these names, see if anyone... Tickles your your ear pickle, you know what I mean? Uh, Tom Tom underscore Re, uh, a part-time game designer and full-time artist, will be talking. DeGabe Agenda, maker of video games and liker of juice. Liam Suave, composer for Witchwood. Oh, a game we've previously featured on uh, Wishlist This. Uh, as well as one of the organizers of Dirty Rectangles. Uh, Gav... Uh, Toronto level and narrative designer, former 3D artist, Adam Cave Roberts, aspiring game designer, certified comic wizard, and the silver spooky guy, creator of Neo Feud, native Hawaiian, social worker, teacher, cyberpunk, uh, and Megan Byrne, former interviewer, interviewee of this show, um, said you should check it out just for silver spooks, um, talk because they are an indigenous Hawaiian game developer and have a very interesting perspective on the game dev scene, so... That's interesting. Nice. Check that out Wednesday, October 14th, 8 p.m. Eastern Time, twitch.tv, Dirty Rectangles. And lastly, DMG Toronto, Dames Making Games, is putting on an October Game Writers Circle and Social Thursday, October 29th at 6.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, it's, again, don't need to be a prolific game writer or a, like someone established in the industry. They're very open and welcoming. They just want you to come hang out. Even if you don't have anything you've written that you want to show off, you just want to listen. You can check that out. Information in the show notes. Any other events we should? I don't know. I'm going to ask you because you just admitted to not paying attention to anything for two weeks. So yeah, I honestly, <laughs> uh, I don't know. The DMG, uh, the Damage Labs thing, is that what? What's are we past the? Are we where past are we at? The point that? I want to. I want to give a hype up to. Yeah, I want to give a hype up to the dam the um, Damage Labs thing, but I don't know where. Because I because I, I know there was like know. a. Yeah, there was like a. Uh, time limit or whatever 
they extended it because I think they were trying to get more people in it. And let me see. They interviewed. There mm. they they emailed us to get us plugging it. Um, all right, I can just go to their Twitter quick. And I think they were looking for more people signing up, so that's why. Uh, yeah, from their Twitter, it's at Damage Lamps on Twitter. Uh, let's see. This email says applications are open now until September 30th. So mm, might have closed. Might, might have closed, but let's check on the Damage Labs Twitter account. And they got some top uh, tier people behind this. Yeah, for sure. The yeah, program kicks the, off November. Oh, the deadline was extended October 14th. October 14th. There you go. You have two more weeks, depending on when you're listening to this, to get your pitch in for Damage Labs, a new uh, initiative to help. Uh, elevate game developers and designers and creative types who are from more marginalized uh, backgrounds that aren't usually seen in the games industry. Um, The top of their site here, I'll just read, too few studios are led by queer and gender marginalized people, which means power, capital, and content continues to be controlled by people with a narrow band of identities and experiences. The son of the Ubisoft CEO, cough, cough. <clears throat> Our mission is to eliminate the barriers to starting and sustaining game studios owned and led by marginalized creators. So with this fund and backing from a lot of uh, top tier talent, like the Canada Employment Social Development Investment Readiness Program, Canadian Women's Foundation, and other developers across the country and world, uh, they are going to provide counseling, they're going to provide support, and they're going to fund the development of your game. Big stuff. October 14th. That'd be cool. I'm excited to see what comes out of that. I was following, I found a, a thread this week from Pixels Montreal, and they talked about a few games in, in their fund currently who, that's in development, which I actually found one for Wishlist This in there. But um, they are very excited about some upcoming games, including that uh, other one that won the Ubisoft Indie Series by National Bank, uh, Kit and Cup Studio. Or also, oh, yeah, got, yeah. also got funding from them, which is cool. Nice. All right, Steve. Two studios we're plugging jobs for on the site this week. Canuck Play, hot off the heels of Doug Plitty's Maximum Football 2020. Still looking for several roles, a full-time senior senior Unity game developer, a full-time Unity game developer, a character technical animator, and a 3D modeler. All of these roles are at their Peterborough studio. Competitive salaries for candidates are available. Uh, Alpha Channel in Toronto is also looking for some talent to fill out the team on their next project. If you are a gameplay designer, level artist, level designer, technical artist, gameplay programmer, or AI programmer, you definitely want to check out Alpha Channel in Toronto. They have an exciting upcoming project they're looking to fill out the team for. Uh, show notes will have links to both of those uh, job listings on our site. I don't know why I don't plug the show notes more. I put everything in the show notes: links, hyperlinks, everything. So I know they're very. It's very uh, like formatted nicely and, and Thank legit. You. Yeah, I I try to model it after the podcast I like because a lot of uh, times though I've also started putting like a table of contents in. So with with time codes and you just press the time code and it skips to that point in the podcast or on YouTube. Um, so if people are like, oh, I don't really want, I just want to hear the news or I just want to hear the events, you can just skip right to whatever you're looking for, which I don't know if anyone uses. So if you do, let me know. That's it for the jobs and events. Now we're going to move into the prime rib of the show. I like to make the steak analogy, which might be not as funny the 20th time, but that's okay. I'll keep it until it's <laughs> just dead. 
of course, Steve, Doug Flay's Maximum Football 2020 is out now on PS4 and Xbox One. They had a rough launch. They admitted to uh, some technical issues with PlayStation where the game wasn't going live when they were told oh. it was going live. I was following that a bit on Twitter. So, you know, step your game up, PlayStation. You're, you're ruining this for us. Uh, but uh, the launch on Xbox seemed to be smooth. They don't have codes yet either, so they're trying to work with content creators. Uh, as they get codes, they will be sending it out to get people playing the game and showing it off to the rather ravenous Maximum Football community, Steve. They have some hardcore fans. There was an NFL wide receiver replying to one of their I, I job that, listings. Yeah. And he was like, oh, contact my agent. I want to work with you guys. So that's cool. <laughs> you know? I saw that. I was I, <laughs> I was just like, holy shit. Like they... Yeah, like I, I know we've real seen this a few times. Real, Steve. They um, they got a lot of momentum going mm-hmm. forward. Like it's uh, it's pretty cool. And and shout out to um, my friends at the fifty five. They do kind of in the same vein that we do, where we're trying to hype up Canadian made content. They mm-hmm. try to hype up like the Canadian or the like the Canadian university kind of. Uh, I think they focus on football because my buddy is a like as a football coach now, you mean like real football bro. or european football no real football okay okay um and uh, they're called it's at the 55 is like the podcast and stuff like that and they just they interview like university students and stuff like that and so he's re they're recreating the the season because the season was canceled because of covid they're re they're recreating it in um doug Flutie's maximum Ooh, football so i love that um i've been following that on twitch and stuff like that and and they're just kind of slowly trying to build up the rosters and all that stuff. So pretty cool. It's out now. PS4, Xbox One. Free upgrade for Series X confirmed. They said they're really trying to get it for PlayStation, but it's, again, waiting on a lot of stuff from Sony, who doesn't seem to have their shit as much together as Xbox does this time around. Um, so if you bought it on Xbox One, you'll be able to fully upgrade to the Series X and take advantage of all that new tech uh, for free. Um, which PlayStation isn't even doing with their games, so whatever. I'm can't you, can't you? I, I forget, like, cause it will work on PS5, right? Cause it's it's it was released after August or whatever. But yeah, it, but like it won't take advantage of any of no. the, like dope features. Right? Whereas like Xbox natively just boosts everything through the tech they've got going. Right, right. It's pretty okay. crazy. And then they also are are trying to push developers to like if they are releasing two versions to just upgrade people who have the first. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I have a theory, Steve. I was talking to a friend this week. I don't follow NHL as well as I did in, like, elementary school, but I remember NHL 12 or 13, they added the three-on-three mode, which I really liked. And then a few years later, the legit NHL changed over time to three-on-three. And I want to know, do you think there's any, maybe, credibility to the theory that they sometimes maybe... Because you have millions of people playing the NHL games, right? Do you Mm -hmm. think they would test rules in the game and see how it goes and maybe look at bringing that to the league or is that crazy no i think i think there's some validity to that um i don't know about the hockey world but i know like in baseball they test like new rules in like uh triple a and double a and stuff like that Mm. but i mean these games are like hyper realistic now like you know mlb 2020 and and nhl and madden 2020 like these are these are games that have been developed and just like built upon for the last three decades pretty much mm-hmm. and uh yeah every I, time there's, know, a, there's a super bowl or championship i read like in mainstream publications like here's what the winner was decided in, in ea whatever nfl or nhl you know yeah when I, when uh when there was no basketball I, was, I got really into this one guy's youtube video uh youtube channel who was basically like simming 
different like scenarios in NBA. So he would like put Michael Jordan and LeBron James into the same draft class and just see how they like evolved and stuff like that. And I was like, he just simmed like all these different scenarios and it was great. I was following it like so, so much. And like, I got so excited when the Raptors like won a bunch of <laughs> championships and stuff. It was, that. it was a little too much. Heather made fun of me like so much about it. No, it's fine. <laughs> I've been really into blaze ball and that's like actually fake, not based on yeah. anything real. All right, next game I want to plug Steve for news. Broodstar is out now on Steam. It's a very, very tight retro shmup, shoot 'em up for the not nerdy. Um, it's got roguelike elements, and the reason we're plugging it is the composer, Lease, is from Edmonton. And they reached out to us and said, hey, this is my first big like game soundtrack that I'm pretty like stoked for, so we want to shout it out on the show. Uh, it's currently on Steam for... 569 nice Canadian. That's cheaper than a grande drink at Starbucks, and I guarantee you this game will last you way longer. It's only got positive reviews. I scrolled down. This person said, For five bucks, this game is a steal. Clearly a ton of love put into it, and I'm very excited to see how it evolves as they continue to work on it. Oh, it's also an early access. Didn't mention that. I should have up front buried the lead a bit. Um, They're going to take about six months from now, which is November, December, January, February, March, April, April 2021, to finish it up. Uh, They're going to add a bunch of stages, enemies, bosses, modules, more features, more stage modifiers for the procedure generation, and overall make it a more polished and complete experience. So if that sounds interesting to you, do you like shmups, do you like roguelites, do you like both, check out Broodstar with some dope music. I listened to it on Bandcamp for a bit from Lease in Edmonton. What do you think looking um, at the Steam page, Steve, if you're on it? Yeah, I'm on it. It's awesome. It's already on my wish list. We, did we do it? We did the... it. We did it, yeah. But okay. the news is just that it's it's out. Yeah, I hear that. Um, it's got gifts, too, which you always want. Always. Now, I thought this was a common thing on Steam, but maybe I'm wrong. But I thought they usually had a release where it's like you could buy the game or you can buy the game and the soundtrack together. Is is that not like... Uh, so the soundtrack's that... not on Steam yet. But the soundtrack mm-hmm. is on their band camp, uh, lease.bandcamp, L-E-I-S-S dot bandcamp dot com. Uh, they said the official soundtrack has been submitted for Steam approval and will go live in a few weeks. If you want to go ahead and purchase it, it's currently available at that URL. Nice. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, I added to the wish list and five bucks for uh, for what looks like a pretty good shmup. I like shmup, Steve. I, that's essentially what Cuphead is in a way, and people don't like that. They they like to get nitty gritty with it, but, but it's a shmup. It's a shmup boss rush. And cause they're going for like Contra and stuff. Um, yeah. Sh- yeah. Shmups, I, shmups I don't like it when, I don't like it when it's like crazy, just shit all over the place. And it's really like muscle memory that you have mm. to kind of memorizing know. boss patterns and stuff. Yeah. But this doesn't look like that. And I think I've said this before. Like I always just want like cool weapons. Mm-hmm um and like cool unique shit like that which i'm not to be honest i'm not really seeing in this but i mean for five dollars like you can't really can't go wrong like you said before like i've been to, i went to starbucks earlier this week and bought a f- fucking lemonade for like five bucks so yeah it's <laughs> gonna get better too so you're, you're investing in the game's future yeah for sure um uh, yeah a lot i'm seeing uh there's in the past day there's 12 reviews sorry the past week there's 12 reviews all positive uh once they get to i think it's either 25 or 50 then it shows up at the top and uh yeah it'll be probably overwhelmingly positive if these reviews keep up how come at the very top it says all reviews seven user reviews yeah because once you get a certain point then at the top they put like neutral mostly positive overwhelmingly positive Mm. but they they want a certain amount to start before they do that i see yeah 
yeah, need more user reviews to generate a score is what it says when you hover over it. Mm, okay. Broodstar. It's on Steam. Check it out. Dreamscaper, uh, talked about on Wishlist this and the news several times, is getting a new update. It's called the Reflection Update. Uh, in addition to a new boss, the current early access version only had one, uh, there's a new character, secret rooms, enchantment shops, and 20 powerful items for you to unlock and discover. Uh, in the GIF here, I'm looking at what they call the Whirling Current Weapon. Also, my apologies for my cat. He's losing his mind. Going nuts? Yeah. He's just running all over the place. Well, just super excited for Dreamscaper game. Oh, me too. I played this on the channel, and we uh, talked a bit about it on the show. Very, very tight. Um, you would call it... I don't know. I'm bad at this. Twin, it's not twin stick. It's uh, But like you're attacking with the right stick and moving your character with the left stick and fighting in like a 3D... Um, sort of side perspective it's great i, mean, I liked I, it I, I, would, I would call that twin stick i got to the end of the early access content pretty quick because it was just the the first like i guess level of the dungeon then a boss fight and then you went back to the, the sort the bedroom is where you enter the dreamscape and you do all the roguelike stuff at night and then there's a bunch of stuff during the day they're still padding out where like you have relationships with people go around hang out it's kind of like persona actually in that way but um yeah mm. the, it's sort of roguelite in the the end of day stuff actually they're broadcasting right now on steam yeah watch the developer play the uh they say it's a roguelite exploration and relationship building game um and yeah I, i highly recommend it i'm a big fan um yeah early access on steam i'm not sure the price let me check quick so i can plug that for people Ooh, it's at 560 reviews on steam very positive which Nice. That's impressive. There's 41 people watching this stream right now? That can't be right. Hold on. At 845 on a Sunday? At the bottom left of the stream on the top of the Steam page, you see a little 41. I don't know what that means. I see see 43. That's probably 43 people watching. That's wild. That's cool. Um, Yeah. 560 reviews, very positive, and it's currently 2489 uh, for the early access, and they want to be in early access for six months to a year, launched in August, so either next August or, like, what's six months from August? Never October, November, December, January, February, February 2021. <laughs> Doing a lot of <laughs> mental idea math. Of you just quickly counting uh, months. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not kidding, Matt, Steve. I'm sorry. Oh, <sighs> yo, I'm psyched for this next one. Ooh, all right, Steve. Eichenfell, long in development, uh, indie gems, coming to Game Pass, Switch, and PC, October 8th. Now, this is a Humble Original, or no, they have a special name for their publishing. Yeah, Humble Original, I got it right. Uh, October 8th, that's Thursday this week. Eichenfell, uh, of course, we've covered it on Wishlist This, and we covered it a lot on the show. It's by Vancouver-based indie developer Chevy Ray. Shout out to Chevy, love your content, and... Uh, <laughs> I had a good reply to something that they posted. Um, I forget what it was. It was they were making. It was like a food opinion, and I was like, "Oh wow, get, uh, this is the first time in my life I'm gonna have to separate the art from the artist here." <laughs> and they they thought that was funny. <laughs> I forget the take. It was something about grilled cheese or something. But yeah, it's a uh, coming to Switch, PS4, Xbox One, Windows Store, Humble Store, and Steam. October eighth, turn-based RPG with timing mechanics about a group of troublesome magic students. 
it's is it is gorgeous. it PC Game Pass? Do we know or is it? Uh, let me see. I'm on the Larry Herb tweet here. Console and PC Game Pass. You got both. Oh, sick. Yep. And uh, now that they've launched XCloud, I guess technically Android because you can just stream it to your phone. Or yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, I don't have an Android, but they're working on getting it on uh, iOS. But Apple's being Apple. <clears throat> yeah, they're being jerks about it. They buried the lead too. And he also kind of made fun of that because in the the news.xbox um, uh, announcement, it was like coming soon to Game Pass: colon Doom Eternal, Brutal Legend, Forza Seven, and more. And then uh, Chevy retweeted it and was like, "Hey, stoked to check out my game and more on uh, Game Pass." <laughs> <laughs> but there's only like five games coming this month, so they were like, "Come on, just just come on, just say the name <laughs> of the game." Forza Seven wasn't already on Game Pass? Nope, I guess not. Oh. Isn't that, I thought all first-party games were just on there. That's, I thought that's, so, too. Maybe there's a couple of stragglers that they're just working on getting to a PC. Because a bunch of them, like uh, like Master Chief Collection, had to come later, even though Game Pass existed. But they just hadn't ported to uh, PC yet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting, mm-hmm. interesting. Anywho, check out I Can Fill. I'm very excited. It's on Game Pass, so... We have no reason not to play it. And if you at home haven't signed up for Game Pass, it's a dollar for the first month, and I highly recommend you check it out. Check out other Canadian indie gems like Star Renegades, uh, Undermine, and now I Can Fill. Lots of great Canadian indies on Game Pass, Steve. I know. There's there's some good shit. Actually, I have to... It's been a while since I jumped on the Game Pass thing. I think I actually like canceled my thing just for the time being, but... Mm-hmm. That, that's the thing. Like I always just kind of re-up, because every time I go to like renew it, it's just still it's a dollar like it's the introductory price for me <laughs> they just i don't know they don't use cookies or something or they just want people to like keep doing it um so, or it's either a dollar for the month or i can get like the three months for 16 dollars or whatever mm-hmm. it is like three months for one month for the price of one i don't know but um did you see by the way this is this is aside from i can did you see by the way that eb games posted uh how much stuff would cost for the like the monthly? I did, and I actually went into EB Games yesterday. I went to them all a little early to pick up my girlfriend, and I went and talked to him about it. And he was like, "So a bunch of people on Reddit are saying um, October fifth, pre-orders go live." He said, "I don't think that's true. I can't confirm that. Definitely check tomorrow." And he said, "It'll probably be this week, but we do know the prices. It's twenty nine ninety nine for the Series S, twenty four months." payments and 39.99 for series x and if you run the math on that it is still cheaper if you were going to buy the console up front and you were going to subscribe to game pass for two years it works out to be a slightly cheaper and he told me it's going to go through rbc in canada because they're doing it differently in a bunch of different places like in australia and finland and stuff um, but mm-hmm. in canada there's going to do just a credit check through rbc and then you do the payments through rbc and i'm already with rbc so it's like even more convenient Oh, would you have to like get an RBC account if you don't have one? Or no, or? you just have to like I think log in and do the payment that way. Like when you log yeah. in to pay your hydro bill or something. Mm, yeah, I got you. I got you. I'm uh yeah. So with that knowledge that it is essentially the same price, I probably will just do the payment plan for a Series X and back to back console generations get both at launch because I'm an idiot. Get a thousand bonus EB Edge points too. True. Once you hit a certain point, they just automatically level you up to Onyx, and that's probably what'll happen to me this time. Because the last time I got Onyx was when I got a PS4 and Xbox One at launch. Yeah, same actually. So yeah, I had to make sure I do that, and I have some Amazon money. I want to see if I can get a game that way. I'm worried, and he said they don't know if you'll 
get it delivered or if they'll be able to give it to you in store if you do the payment plan. And the reason I mm. wanted to do Series X through the payment plan is because I'm so confident that my PS5 is going to be like one or two weeks before I get it because shipping during COVID is absurd. And I'm not like upset about that. Like that's the way it happened. But I wanted to get Series. I want to get one of them like the day of just get the, that launch day hype. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> oh, well. But yeah, that's that's exciting. Um, um, full, full disclosure, I have GameStop stocks, by the way. EV, what is the actual like symbol or like they have like a name that's not like GameStop, right? Uh, no, it's Game GameStop Corp is the is the thing. So GME is their like stock symbol in the U.S. Huh. Like they're like it's a U.S. company, so they're traded on the the New York Stock Exchange. Whatever. Well, so I have it was a Canadian company until they were acquired. Well, you, yeah, EB Games was the Canadian one, GameStop was the American one, right? And then GameStop bought it, but they kept the EB Games name in Canada, I think. Yeah, or there was a few GameStops in Canada that turned into EB Games, I remember. There was one in Guelph I used to go to, and suddenly it was EB Games. There's um, in Owen Sound, which is where I'm from, there's a, there's a EB Games that's been there like forever. Like mm-hmm. The one I went to in high school 20 years ago or whatever. And then, oh God. and then there's one in the mall that's actually opened up after they were purchased, and it's a GameStop. It's very. Huh. I, I feel like they purposely did that, making like casual people think that they might get better deals at one than the other, or something like that. <laughs> I mean, the GameStop deals are better whenever I look at those flyers. Like, yeah, they also do a lot of um, physical prints of indie games just through GameStop because they have a publishing arm now. Um, yeah, and that you can get like a bunch of indie games on a disc there, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, oh well, I'm gonna crack this right here. My girlfriend brought me. Oh, yeah. What is it? That's a Coca-Cola. Oh, nice. Straight from the teat of God, Steve. The a normal Coke. I've been. I rock the Coca-Cola zero. It's because you're old. I know. Next bit of news today: uh, <laughs> BC developer Offworld Industries uh, Squad. Just the name of the game is Squad. Leaves early access. I didn't know about this game until David in our Discord plugged it for me. Uh, I think this was two weeks ago now, and it's a massive game, completely under my radar. Um, hundreds of thousands of players. It's a hundred-player um, kind of team deathmatch battle first-person shooter. It's being developed, of course, by Offworld Industries in uh, British Columbia. They're in New Westminster. Not sure where that is in relation to Vancouver, Victoria, but they have a massive community. Uh, 100 players, 20 maps, 7 factions. They're currently at very positive 43,000 reviews on Steam. And yeah, it just left Early Access uh, two weeks ago. Crazy. Holy crap. I I had no idea about this game either. (laughs) Somehow, this massive Canadian project that's... Their studio is almost 50 people now all around the world. It's huge. And uh, yeah, um, just left Early Access. Ooh, I bet there's some good funny reviews for this one. Let me see here. All right, the top funny review is... Oh, it's uh, it's based off Project Reality Mod, which I guess was like a like an army... Yeah, their website, their website said that it started as like a, a fan project of like a, a mod of another game and sort of spiraled out, which like happens for... Like that's how PUBG started and um, other like indie games uh, that were like Half-Life 2 mods and stuff. Yeah, it was a mod. It started off as a mod as Battlefield 2. <laughs> huh. Which is kind of crazy. This one's kind of funny. It's like, uh, in quotations, hey, squad leader, can we get a rally point down? And then the next quotation is like a bunch of Chinese characters. And it's like, roger that, squad leader. <laughs> <laughs> I love, that's funny. Um, 
this one is I followed a 14 year old into battle squeaky voice and all actually one of the best squad leaders I've ever played with 8 to 10 we'll follow squeaky voice again that looks good <laughs> I left the intro volume too loud and now my dog has PTSD <laughs> <laughs> uh, American Foreign Policy Simulator. Ooh. Ooh. All right, let's leave it on that one. Squad, it's out now. Steam. Uh, you can pick it up for the grand bucks, total so. of yeah. $54.99 with the soundtrack or $49.99 without. I wonder what it was in early access. Maybe it's better. We don't know. Yeah. All right, three more for, to, for us to plug here, Steve. Toxicant from Friend of the Show... Uh, Adam in the Discord, Snug Sound on Twitter, and Cosmocat is the name of the studio, has just released a big update for their Rogue Light survival horror game. Uh, this update adds three new creatures the Toxic Spider, Mutant Fish, and Tentacle Monster. There's also uh, several new features like a new damage type, uh, toxicity with a green overlay, adjustable mouse and gamepad sensitivity settings, improved player punch hit detection, various lighting, visual AI, and uh, level generation fixes, as well as loads of audio fixes. Uh, to celebrate the update, the game will be 20% off for the entire week, October 5th to seven days after that, which I guess is the 12th. So if you've been holding out, there's a new big update. It's 20% off for the next week. You should check it out. Uh, I got to listen to uh, Cosmo Cat's talk at Atlantic Game Dev, or Game Dev Atlantic, and it was really interesting. Mm -hmm. And we've been talking a bit in the Discord, which I really appreciated listening to him talk about his experience playing Spelunky 2, because Spelunky the first was a big inspiration for a lot of his work, and Toxicant, of course, being a roguelike light. Sorry. it's been it's been cool listening to him uh, talk about his experience with Splunky Two in our Discord, and I'm asking him if uh, he thinks it'll be any if there's any inspiration he's drawing for this game. And uh, yeah, it was an interesting conversation. If you want to have interesting conversations like that, you should join our Discord. Two more to plug, Steve. Clan O'Connell, uh, previous wish list this feature, has launched a Kickstarter. This is from Toronto-based indie studio Hit Grab Game Labs. They are currently at 61 backers, uh, 3,200 out of 3,800 Canadian goal, but there's 30 days to go, so don't sweat it. Uh, They were a Ubisoft indie series uh, selection uh, from a few years ago. Quote, Clan O'Connell is a visually stunning action platformer set in Hibernia, a land rich in Celtic myth and lore. Teamwork is everything as you take control of three O'Connell siblings by the way of bow, blade, and fist. Reclaim the crown and... Crown of the Stag before the Mother of Demons plunges the world into war and restore harmony between mortals and the fairy folk. Bunch of tiers here. Uh, looks like the what's this? Digital copy comes at the ten dollar level, and there's still uh, early bird prices for that. That's ten Canadian to guarantee a copy of the game. Uh, and then let's see. They always have some fun ones later down. At $16 Canadian, you get a t-shirt, your name in the credits, as well as a bunch of credits uh super credits which is for their other game mouse hunt uh which i think is a free-to-play game Ooh, next level you get a second t-shirt uh into the discord with a special role um at 30 dollars, you get three digital copies into the discord as well as all the previous tiers what's the big one let's go to the big one there's always a fun big one if you pledge 250 canadian or more you get to join the team in their monthly end of or their end of month gaming get together. 
uh, a Clan O'Connell drinking mug, stoneware, oh. digital copy of the game on Steam, all the t-shirts, original artwork signed by the entire team, a digital copy of the soundtrack, uh, the in-game Hall of Heroes at the top of the credits, the Discord updates, uh, all that stuff. There's five and left, the, uh, so a bunch of people have bought it already. And the estimated delivery is February 2021, so... Hey, that's before uh, Sea of Stars. <laughs> uh, that's right. Why are you laughing at that? Because <laughs> the game's so far away. It's so funny. Like, I know. No one knows um, what the world's going to look like in March 2022. You're, you're deluding yourself. <laughs> that's just... Just just say 2022. Like, you have no idea. Unless they... Like, I don't even know... What, we don't even know what the world's going to look like when the fucking PS5 and Xbox Series X comes out. There will literally be... A, an entire U.S. election between now and when the consoles come out. Yeah, that's no, crazy. That's true. There I, will be I mean, a the election will happen in the few days before the the first one comes out, the PS5. It's that's November third, isn't crazy. it? Crazy tenth. One's tenth. One's twelfth. I think. Yeah, PS5. No, is, sorry, I meant the um, I meant the elections. Oh, elections on the. Third. It's on the third. Holy moly! We're less than a month away, bro. Yeah, first Tuesday of November is every four years. Oh man, that's uh... crazy times. But if you want to check, and I actually got to play Clan O'Connell at um, EGLX twenty nineteen. I was there demoing a game with the studio I work at, and they were actually the booth neighbors next to us on our left. And uh, went over, tried all their games. They had another one I really liked. It was like sort of a top-down Hotline Miami style game, but it was like a, a, a battle royale where like the map closed and you were kind of two D shooting it out with people. It was really cool. Mm, um, and I also checked nice. out Clan O'Connell. And it is very reminiscent of other platforming beat-em-ups like Drinkboxes, Guacamelee, and that's a good thing. If there's anything we can say about games similar to that, it's we really enjoy them. Yeah. The, the art style looks pretty cool, and actually, yeah, I was trying to pin it on, on something because it did look familiar, and it, yeah, I do get the Drinkbox uh, vibes from it. By the way, Drinkbox Studios, like, tease something not oh yeah they, they posted those eyes and they're also yeah. all the the team photos and like their special in-house style it's really cute yeah, um, something big's still, coming from drink fox steve still a little ways away though those that i tweet was like july 28th so it's been uh two over two months since that so i mean they hired up big they recruited gabby dorenzo artist on super crush ko and uh, mortician's tale uh, and they got a couple other programmers, so they are staffing up for this project. Very exciting. Uh, also very excited about this game. I'm a... What is this? This is Scottish? Yeah, this is Scottish, right? Celtic. So that, that includes Irish, too. This kind of game that, like... Yeah, I think it's... Yeah, it's Irish. It's, I just think of Celtics, like the, the basketball team. The, the font for, like, their headers is the same font as the, like, opening book in Shrek. Fun fact. I'm almost 99% sure. Um, <laughs> and my uh, my my heritage in quotes, I'm like sixth generation Canadian, but like if you go far back enough, it's Irish. So I always like slightly interested in things like that. Last bit of news today, Steve: Star Wars Rogue Squadron from EA Motive Montreal is out. Uh, it's on Xbox, Steam, Epic, and ps4 and on ps4 it supports psvr fully out of the box on steam it supports all the major vr headsets i don't know if epic has vr integration or if it'll just go through the game can't confirm um but yeah if you want to get it cheap here's a pro strat steve 
Uh, at mm. any point in the next month, if you add Rocket League to your Epic account, they give you a $10 coupon you can use on anything priced over $20. So just take $10 off any new game, essentially. So th- mm. it's free to add Epic or add Rocket League to your Epic account, and then you just get that $10 coupon. So if you were thinking of getting Squadrons uh, that way, or any of the other new AAA games coming out on Epic in the coming month, uh, that's a, a just a free one. You can have that one. Tuck it in your little savings corner. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate that. You're welcome. I uh, it's getting pretty good reviews too. Actually, I meant to. People check are that. loving it, Steve. In our Discord, especially, shout out to Three Keen sharing all the VR uh, uh, screenshots. Yeah, apparently VR. This game is just dope. Like, heard, I've heard. Oh man! I, although I'm a little surprised, I'm a little shocked to see that the user review score is still pretty low. On it's four point nine on. Uh, yeah, Metacritic. I, I've seen some performance issues, especially on the console versions, which is a bit of a bummer. Um, and this Low is quality this... game with politics instead of gameplay and technical features. Politics, politics are in the, star, in the Star Wars game. Politics in this game about overthrowing a pseudo Nazi empire in a yeah. in a glo- intergalactic conflict with a diverse cast of characters who represent. That, uh. <laughs> that reminds me of the guy who tweeted at the Rage Against the Machine person to say like stay stay out of politics. Dude, the, the name of the band. The... <laughs> I know. Uh. The, the thing I don't like and has never really tickled me the right way about Star Wars is in these games like Battlefront 2 where you play as the Stormtroopers or in this one where you, you pick a side, the the Stormtroopers were straight up inspired by like Third Reich uniforms and behaviors and like fascist ideology and their idea. They're, like in the start of Episode 7, right, they land on the planet and just kill all the villagers because they just are claiming territory, right? They are yeah. a straight up fascist organization and it always feels weird to me when it's like "Ooh, who do you, do you want to play as the rebels or the, the, the empire <laughs> like one of these people is straight up doing genocide and the other one is trying to stop that and it's just i don't know it feels weird to me i know that's a very dumb not dumb but it's like, like not a common thing to bother you about a game it's like in world war ii games when you would play as the allies or axis and <laughs> just like yo we know we're nazis you, like, yeah to... <laughs> yeah that's so weird like you it, it's it's uh, I don't know. It's something else to think about, but so the top three review or the top three latest. Actually, no. This is most helpful. So the most helpful reviews on Metacritic is let aside the identity politics. What does that should, mean? That means should be nothing. named SJ Wars. That means nothing. <laughs> Propaganda, corporate wokeness with more money spent on diversity than fixing bugs. I don't. What does that mean? That doesn't I mean any, ident- all politics are identity politics. You identify with a politic and you, you work with them. It's an entirely meaningless term. Like The greatest franchise of them all married with, with once again by identity politics. Identity I, I kind of want to get it now just anything. to see. I know, I know, I know, I know. I just want to, now I kind of want to get it just to see what the fuck they're even talking There's about. There's probably like some a of these- black character or something and... Some of these are legit, where it's just like there's there's uh, you know bugs and, there, and VR supports. There are performance issues I've seen on Twitter. Maybe I'll maybe I'll wait then. Um, they also didn't I launch do... full price, which is interesting. It's it's sixty four ninety nine Canadian physical and fifty four ninety nine Canadian digital. Yeah, and I thought that meant that the single player would be really really short or something, but apparently it's not. It's still like a legit seven eight hours or whatever. I've heard seven um, to ten on a few podcasts yeah. I listen to. Yeah, so I mean, I. Like that's a good length for a triple A game, in my opinion. I know, and it's fifty bucks. Like, 
And like, and there's no microtransactions. Like, you you want to just ask like, what's the catch? But maybe, I know, like, right? There might not be a catch. Like, 81 on Metacritic right now. Like, that's a really solid score. Like, mm-hmm. it's not like the game's. I guess maybe it has some issues, but it doesn't seem like it's overly broken. Mm-hmm. Um, 78 on PlayStation and Xbox One doesn't actually have enough reviews on Xbox. Yeah, I feel um, like people are going for that VR experience on PlayStation. Yeah, I w- I wish I had my vr back because no you don't they're gonna get you're gonna get the nice new one whenever they announce it yeah maybe who knows but yeah ea motive in montreal uh good work looks like uh, if you're pissing off people who make those kind of reviews i'm all for it yeah i mean i i'm i i'm really actually just more interested to know like what is like what people have an issue with like Mm -hmm. this is a series that had to like introduce a black character because they didn't have any black characters in the first movie. Like, but they uh, of course <laughs> uh, took those black characters off the posters overseas because uh, don't want to. Oh, upset, did they do that? Don't want they to upset the... the Communist Party of China. They did that to Finn. They did that. To I was referring to my character on the poster. Oh, really? I didn't know. Yeah. I was referring to um, to uh, episode five. The um, oh, what's the Lando? Like, on the... Yeah, Lando. Like Lando is in like. Because episode four has no, like, people of color at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so they're like, okay, except for the, you know, Darth Vader, I guess, in, in, in a way. And uh, and then they, you know, they're like, okay, we need Lando in here. And then I, I don't understand when people get upset about, like, there being diversity in things. I'm like, don't you want, like... What do you what do you do when you look out and when you go to a mall and you look around? Do you get mad at there being <laughs> probably diversity? They, they probably do. Look at all I don't these get it. Like, existing, I know. So it's it's very uh, it's always str- it's always strange to me. But I, I mean, I want to play it now. Yeah. Well, I want I wanted to play it before, but now I'm like now I'm intrigued. You had what's the meme where it's just like you had my uh, interest, but now you have my attention or whatever. <laughs> I know the one you're talking about. All right, that's it for the news this week. Lots lots of big Canadian games, both. AAA and indie coming out. Big updates to some early access titles. Um, and I'm very excited for the next coming months, Steve. I think 2020 is coming around if certain <clears throat> political developments go away, we think they will. But let's move on to wishlist this, Steve. Uh, of course, this segment of the show is where I highlight three upcoming Canadian made games that Steve has to add to his wishlist right now. Uh, this segment was inspired by Brett and Steve when I started on the podcast. We'd just wishlist things as they talked about them, and then sometimes straight up buy and download them. And so I thought, let's make it into a full thing, because we are all behoven, I think is a word I can use, to the mighty Steam algorithm. I'm going to check now, because I don't want to just throw out words here and lead the people astray. Behoven, it's two O's, and it means uh, to be necessary for... Yeah, we are We are all... Uh, Nope. Wait. Yeah, okay, it works, it works. Don't worry. Don't think about it too much. <laughs> <laughs> so I have three games I want to plug for you, Steve. First up, Guild of Ascension by Wild One Productions in Montreal, Quebec. This game's coming out February 2021, very soon. Quote, Guild of Ascension is a tactical action RPG with roguelite elements, mixing turn-based combat with real-time action combo system. Craft weapons, learn skills, befriend critters, encounter bizarre creatures, and fight giant bosses in your ascension of the tower. This game is a really cool art style I dig. It kind of reminds me of Dwaros a little bit, 
in the mm. 3D um, like models and, and environments, but the UI is all kind of like stylized medieval yield art, which is pretty cool. Um, tags are action roguelike and tactical RPG uh, on Steam. Those are the top ones currently. And they have gifts in the Steam page. What more can you ask for? What do you think? Looking the at the, ba- Steam page the battles too? are on like a like a check like a checkerboard. Yeah, it's turn based. Mm. 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 Kind of like a Fire Emblem style, you know. Yeah, which I'm not. I'm usually not. The strategy RPGs are. I've never really been able to get into them. No, how come? Perfectly cool. honest. I don't know. Um, I've played quite a few, and like Heather is a huge fan of Fire Emblem and, and loves that series, and. We part, We bought a. We bought a new strategy RPG this week um, for her to like play and whatnot. But I just. It's never been. I like the turn-based RPGs, but I for some reason you throw in like a checkerboard or whatever, and and I kind of just lose interest. Nothing's really. And I've tried multiple ones like Final Fantasy Tactics, Fire Emblem, Shining Force, like so many, and I've never been able to get into them. But you know this the graphic style in this I like. I agree. It's it's got that Dwaros feel. Mm-hmm. It's rogue like. Light to so Light? there is okay. progress good, every good, time. Good. Sorry, excuse me, I had a Coke bubble burp. Uh, every time you go back to the bottom of the tower, you, there's things you can do to upgrade your characters and party a little bit. Nice, yeah, I uh, I dig it. You dig it, Steve, but do you dig it enough to add it to your Steam wish list? That I did, excellent. February what do you think of these gifts? There's they have a bunch <laughs> in there, and I like how they crop them to like fit the format of the, the page where it's like longer and narrow. Mm-hmm. Ooh, one player, two characters. Oh, one, I see, I see. Yeah, I mean, the gifts kind of seem like they get you, like, crafting better equipment and the bosses and stuff like that. They're good. They're good. It, it looks good. I mm-hmm. just am not. And they got the. I always appreciate the gift to show you where to, like, wish list <laughs> Yeah, me too. But the, but the strategy RPG is not always, you know, not always my cup of tea, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I beat, I beat one of the Fire Emblem games. I think it was Fate or whatever the one before the switch one i beat that one on 3ds mm. and it's it's you know it's never been my thing either um uh, into the breach uh, everyone raves about but that's because it tries to like kind of flip it on its head where it's like really small quick levels rather than sort of big battles but this feels similar to that where it's these you're, you're going up to a bunch of little turn-based fights on this tower and every like uh match looks like it takes place on a rather small grid almost like into the breach but with the like back-to-back roguelite element of the encounters i haven't played uh into the breach you might have it it on epic it was free on there but uh yeah it's given me that kind of vibe but with the doros (laughs) art and obviously sort of medieval um bow sword heavy attack oh you know what i actually downloaded my first uh epic game thing which one um Rollercoaster Tycoon Three, dude. <laughs> I I haven't had a chance to play it yet, but I was. But it's the only one that I've actually like downloaded from the store because I'm. I I never actually played three. I played one and two, and I played one like a lot. I didn't really mm. play two that much. I played two a lot. Um, I got in. Uh, we were talking about this in the Discord. Those like Cheerios cereal box. Yeah, yeah I, remember, I remember. I remember buying it um, as a like in in res. There was like a little store at the bottom of my like residence in university, and and I bought it there, and I was like, "Yo, this is sick! I need cereal and I need a video game." So, <laughs> uh, so good, so good. Okay, wait. So you said on Epic Games, if you add a game, you get ten bucks. What game? Uh, add Rocket League just came out. 
Okay. Because they just went free to play, so oh yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a big incentive for them, and you can. I think they they like trying to get people to use it on the battle pass in Rocket League, which is just over ten dollars or under. Um, so it's really smart. Like they're just giving money to people to use on your store to create an investment in that platform is just really smart business. Oh, so Rocket League has a battle pass now. They had they've had one for a while. It's called the Rocket Pass. I think it started three or four seasons ago. But now that they've gone free to play and on. Uh, epic store because epic bought them a while back they've mm-hmm. sort of like reset from season one new rocket pass there's a big fortnite crossover event so you play fortnite unlock things in rocket league play rocket league unlock fortnite related of things so yeah they're uh, they are, are straight up just copying the fortnite playbook onto rocket league in a big way it's cross-platform progression now so my inventory is everywhere it's cross-play i was playing last night with my friend on switch while i was on pc and yeah they've really just kind of overhauled the whole thing I do have Into the Breach on my thing, so I'm. I'm there you go, good one. It's from the people who made FTL. If you ever played that one, next game today on wish list this Frog Song by Brandon Braun. All we know is they're from Canada. It's releasing autumn 2022, which is after Sea of Stars, and it's coming out <laughs> on Steam confirmed. Hopefully, other platforms, but they have a demo you can check out. Uh, read the Steam description quick. <clears throat> A heartfelt adventure where it's okay to be small. That's the whole Steam description. It's got that like side view, um, kind of like Dreamscaper in a way. Um, perspective, go around, beat stuff up, collect stuff. It's a little action indie RPG game. Your life bar appears to be tadpole or um, like lily pads. Yo, this shit's adorable. It's very adorable, uh, and and this is like two years left in development state so you know it's only gonna get adorabler i think like look at the last gif on the steam page here there's like that giant frog just chilling with the little frog and their heads are bopping oh Uh, yeah love that it's a demo too so yeah you can check out a demo and they have full controller support at the moment you can follow them on twitter it's just at frog song game no caps and brandon braun is at broad nork great name nice yeah, pretty cute, pretty uh, fun, and Steve, is it on your wish list? Yes, it is. Excellent. Last game today on wish list. This doesn't have a wish list, but I want to highlight it because I am so enamored with this game. Venba, with design development from Abby in Toronto, and art by Sam Elkana, also in Toronto. It's releasing to be determined, but I came across this game on my Twitter timeline. It's a small indie team just the two of them uh you play as an immigrant indian mom coming to canada it's a narrative puzzle game about family home and cooking uh when venba immigrates to canada that's the mom's name the recipe book from no venba is the daughter sorry the recipe book from her mom is damaged in the travel the core gameplay is about figuring out the missing parts from the recipe and cooking delicious food they are currently in the process of building their vertical slice to pitch to publishers but they have a sign-up sheet for their mailing list um so like if they get funding in a steam page in the future or launch a kickstarter i'm I'm assuming they're going to use that list to reach out to people so i will link that sign-up list where i normally put the steam page and you should sign up for their mailing list what do you think uh if you click the first just at venba game on twitter you can see that thread i linked that has like the gifs um it's their it's their pinned tweet they they have like a gif thread as they like break down or not gifs it's actually just videos of the different gameplay as like this is their sort of prototype at the moment 
Mm-hmm. I love the art style, Steve. I really love the art style. It's uh, I'm so bad at describing art. I should like take a class or something. But um, uh, it's got that almost Florence, like that mobile game vibe. But the characters are kind of like hand drawn and disproportionate in a really pretty way. And yeah, it's this yeah. immigrant family from India that came to Canada, and I'm assuming he's drawing on the experience of the one of the developers who I saw in their profile mentioned an immigrant to Canada. I uh, I added my name or my email to the email list. Excellent. So. Oh, we don't have an email uh, jingle, but I'll, I'll count it as a wish list. Yeah, count it. And I retweeted it too. So actually, if you're listening to the to the podcast, you can um, you can just check our Twitter. But Venba, Venba game V E N B A game. Yeah, it looks it looks pretty cool actually. I'm down to. I, I would definitely want to know more about this. So. Yeah, it's 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 really fun. Like one of the things I, I love about games is using games to describe to people an experience through interaction that they couldn't have themselves. Like I'll never know what it's like to immigrate as a child to a new country where my parents don't speak the language and I'm trying to like adjust. And that's something. You could experience in a documentary or in a piece of music where people speak about it, but in a game setting, I, I think that's there's a lot of potential there to you know, not even just empathy, but like just just understand different people's experiences and sort of broaden your understanding of the human experience, which I, I think is really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like name another game. Play as an immigrant Indian mom in this narrative puzzle game about family, home, and cooking. That's probably the only game like that in existence. Yeah, I can't think of any. And all those Star Wars people would be so mad about it. Oh, they would be so mad. That <laughs> that's that's my litmus test for a game's effectiveness is how much you can piss off the gamers. Yeah. So yeah, Venba at Venba Game on Twitter. Developed in Toronto by some uh immigrants from India. Check it out. Nice. Got a few plugs for Discord discussion. It, again, two weeks here, so a lot happened. But uh, one big thing we, we made fun of in the Discord was that recast of the Spider-Man actor. For those of you at home who don't know, the original PS4 version of Spider-Man had a different face model than the new remastered version they're bringing to PS5. There's some conspiracies that he looks a little bit more like Tom Holland. But the main thing that's throwing everyone off, including Steve and I, is he looks way younger than the PS4 version, uh, who is supposed yeah. to be 27, 24. Yeah, in his, in his mid-20s, because he's mid-20s. been Spider-Man for a while mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah, you, you join him, uh, our story begins, getting kicked out of his apartment after... I know, I love how I love how he gets like evicted from his apartment, and that's like not even like a story point at all, like, <laughs> other than it just happening. Like It's not like his Aunt May is like concerned for his safety, that his, her... That her his uh her niece is like or her nephew is now like homeless like <laughs> it just happens man gotta gotta keep up with the change of times it's new york city know, baby new, city never new sleeps york. so but um concrete yeah, it, he just looks super young like i don't i'm not against it like it, he looks it looks like fine mm-hmm. but it just i'm just so confused because yeah it doesn't seem to fit the spider-man that they already made Mm -hmm. like it just it just looks like a younger spider-man so yeah it's also gonna like trip people up i think who had played the original and get the remaster and just don't follow gaming news like can you imagine being you're like wait a minute (laughs) am i losing my mind or is this a new spider-man yeah maybe i don't know I, i feel like enough time is like i don't think you really remember 
that or whatever. Or you can just do a quick Google search. He's like, pretty bland <clears throat> as a character. Are you going to play the? Are you going to play the remaster? Like, are you going to get that? Or I don't know. I have some Amazon money, so I was going to get some uh, um, some next gen games just off that. And it's like twenty dollars more to get Miles Morales plus Spider Man remastered. Yeah, but I'm, I'm not, not really going to play it again. You know? Yeah, that's the thing. I'm not really feeling about playing it. I feel like. When I finished it, I was like, "That was that was dope." And then when I played the DLC, I was like, uh, "That was less dope." And I didn't like the DLC. I feel like after I play Miles Morales, I, I feel like that'll be enough Spider-Man for me. Mm-hmm. Like I don't need to replay. Yeah, they're definitely working the on two or whatever Spider Verse, maybe. But yeah, if anything, I would just play it like maybe six months leading up to the next, like the proper sequel. Mm, I want to do it again because they patched in an ultimate difficulty. Um, kind of like how they did Grounded for Last of Us. I want to play again on Ultimate, maybe like before the second one comes out. Yeah, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I'll probably just get Miles and and forget about it. It does look great yeah. though. Looking at those side by side screenshots, like they added ray tracing, so all the windows on all the buildings reflection super good. They look nice. It looks nice. Oh man, because that was the one thing. Like playing the game, as soon as you slowed down and like just started running up a building, you're like, oh, this kind of looks like you had to copy and paste this a million times, <laughs> but. The, yeah. the well there was that joke about the pigeon or whatever yeah there's so many i i I have so many bugs i made a little compilation for my youtube called spider-man bugs get it haha and multiple times i found people t-posing or like stuff wouldn't load in or i would yeah it was it, it was definitely buggy but hmm. still enjoyable but padded to hell like it spider-man 2018 was fine like it had the ps2 trappings of an open world with hundreds of collectibles like how many backpacks does this kid have and those instant fail stealth sequences and the hacking mini games you could turn off in the menu like so many things about that game were phoned in but the overall experience of flying around was super dope yeah um i was less bothered by all the like the packing stuff with open world stuff but i is i just hate it because like my lasting impression of the game now is just disappointment because i thought the game was so so good and the platinum was like really fun to get mm-hmm. but then the dlc was just so like not great yeah <laughs> at no. all. i also so, made a video about that on my old channel so so now when i like think back about it i'm just like oh man that that last deal that dlc was just such a grind like they should have just you didn't like screwball the annoying challenge face uh, I, I, I hate that girl so much <laughs> uh anyway yeah, that was weird, and if you want to come dunk on it, join our Discord. Uh, we also talked a bit about the Cyberpunk delay. Uh, they announced in the six weeks up to development uh, the launch of the PS4, Xbox One version. The next-gen versions are delayed into 2021, uh, but they announced they're going to do mandatory six-day work weeks for everyone at the studio. Um, this was reported by Jason Trier and Bloomberg, who made the contrast between in 2019, CD Projekt Red went to Jason Trier and was like, there's a lot of bad uh, press about our studio and our work culture. We want to lay out our plans for this game's development to a journalist. And he was like, okay, wrote about how they promised to do no crunch on Cyberpunk 2077. And then almost a year to the date later announced, yes, we will be crunching very hard on cyberpunk 2077. So they clearly failed in whatever capacity management had. And with a studio this big, like this year, um, it became the biggest company in Poland, I think, or biggest game studio in Europe or something like they, they hit like some Mm. billion and a half dollar market cap or something, which means they could delay this for years and be fine but they won't because maybe contracts with xbox to get it out on 
but it's not even coming to series x anymore even though they've been pushing it so hard like there's no reason not to delay it yeah no and it's already been delayed a few times right like, like three, was it supposed to come out in three march three or four yeah three or four times um yeah i mean it's just like it's just shitty that it, that they had to do it. I guess like they didn't have to do it though. They chose to. Or I guess I guess that yeah. Sorry. I guess it's it's shitty that they chose to do that after saying you know we're not going to do this. Um, I don't know. I don't I don't have like super strong opinions on like crunch and all that stuff mm-hmm. because I just get annoyed when like it's a discussion point and it's only like focused on game mm-hmm. developers. Yeah, crunch and, is, and, a, like, and, yeah. is a is a is a. Crunch is a problem of late stage capitalism where productivity needs to increase and profit needs to increase, but humans are the same as they were in the sixties. And at a certain point you just end up working more. Yeah. So I, so, I mean, there's definitely some arguments against crunch. Um, there's no argument but I, I'm for kind of, crunch. No, what I'm saying is, uh, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying my words correctly right now. There's arguments. Yeah. Against crunch. But I don't know, like, is this really the best example? Because, like, it's it's six day weeks. It's six weeks until release. They're, I guess it's mandatory. That's kind of fucked up. That's mandatory. Six day work weeks, yeah. And you know, um, you know there'll definitely be a culture at that studio of, like, oh, you're, you're going home at six? It's, uh, you know, we got to get this done. Everyone else, look, the boss is staying. Are you you want to <laughs> go home and go to your kids' what? Are you sure you don't want to stay and put a little bit more work in? Yeah. Like yeah, yeah. No. Th- just what's mandated is it's gonna be beyond that because that culture at a lot of studios like Naughty Dog and Sony Santa Monica and CD Projekt Red where it's like the culture is overworking and so it's not even like what the boss says. Like the boss could they, they could have not put this press release out and still sort of been like everyone work more. Mm-hmm. Mm. And yeah, it is it isn't an issue exclusive to games, like overwork and you know this pressure to put in more than you're because I'm, I'm assuming a lot of these people are on salary um so there might be overtime and they said that um 20 <clears throat> of the game's profit will get redistributed among all the co- workers it should be 100 percent. but the issue is still that expectation to kill yourself to make this toy you know yeah not here i mean yeah i've i've, I've worked like the last like seven or eight weekends and then and i fucking had to take like a break <laughs> so i mean i i know exactly like how this all feels i don't even have deadlines like i don't really have like big ass deadlines like a, like the game industry does mm-hmm. but it is just shitty by the way if you hear a baby crying in the background it's just my baby crying you got a baby i got a cat we're both dads in a way yeah <laughs> your cat dad uh last two things we've been talking on the discord squadrons of course i don't be loving seeing the screenshots from three Cream cream or keen um and uh everyone else chatting about the game um yeah it just looks like universally everyone in our discord is just having a great time with squadrons for those mm-hmm. who have it yeah it's three cream shout out to three cream and i just wanted to point out i put in that fourth point i got my next gen pre-orders yeah you um, you originally had a best buy pre-order and you switched eb games i saw yeah a fan of the site who I've, I've met through this site. One of the very earliest people that ever followed me that wasn't, like, a game developer. Um, he, like, offered me his Best Buy one, but I, but then I was just like, you know, if I get a PlayStation 1 at EB Games or whatever, then, you know, we'll just get rid of that. So I did. So I had to, like, manage to go into that next wave of 
pre-orders at EB Games mm-hmm. and, and got one. Um, and it's funny because like I'm now giving my PS4 Pro to my brother, <laughs> so I'm not even going to get to trade in like the console, but whatever. Same brother you gave so got, your Xbox to? No, the other one. Oh, so okay. I was like, "Yo, do you like?" I I asked. I was like, "Do you want the PS4 Pro?" Because I know he talked in the past about getting one eventually, anyways, because he wants like a media center. Mm. Um, and I was like, did you end up getting the Apple TV shit? And he's like, no. And I was like, here, you can just have this, but blah, blah, blah. So he's getting my old PlayStation. I also gave him a Zelda over this last weekend too. So he's getting a lot of shit for me. Um, should be grateful. So I got the, he is. (laughs) Uh, So, so I got the PS5 and then Xbox. I actually just went onto Walmart and pre-ordered the Xbox. The Series S? Um, yeah, Series S. And even and then I called my mom because I use her account because she has ten percent discount like for life Ooh. at Walmart because she used to work there and uh, and worked there for like twenty five years and then got let go and just gets to keep it. So I called her and it's her credit card on file and, or no sorry I called her and I put it on my credit card and I was like yo just FYI you're gonna get an email about you pre ordering a four hundred fifty dollar console mm-hmm. and she's like oh put it on my Walmart card because I get more points. Um, like I got a lot, I got three times the points when I ordered through Walmart and I was like, all right, fine. So I canceled my Xbox series X S pre-order and then pre-ordered another one and put it on her credit card with no issue. Like at all. It was like way easier than the PS five stuff. So. Yeah. Xbox really knocked out of the park this time around. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm covered on next gen. So I'm good. There you go. And I'm going to probably get the X on the, the payment plan. We talked a bit before we started recording that the Canadian prices are up, but it'll just happen sometime this week. It goes live. Um, mm-hmm. and they did set aside a bunch for the payment plan. So that was something I was asking about a few weeks ago. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. yeah I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, the prices seem pretty legit. So the only, the only thing is like, you gotta be like, you're don't, tied in. Yeah. Don't miss now, a right? month. Like, or, yeah. <clears throat> Cause like if I get the Xbox series S and I don't want to like have game pass for a bit, I could just stop it. Whereas you're like locked in but, $30. So here's the other thing I was thinking about, Steve. Uh, I've had Netflix since grade nine or 10 and it started at like 699 Canadian and has like steadily grown to like, what is that now? 1299, Um, But that means I'm guaranteed that price for game pass for two years, which mm, is something, that's a good point. That's something else I'm considering because gamepad is an absurd gamepad. Game pass is an absurd value, which makes me think they're, they're getting users on to pull the Netflix approach of like slowly increase it as people get committed to it. So yeah, I mean, next month they could be like Game Pass is twenty dollars now, and people and I think I'd, most of the people would be like, yeah, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, but like when Halo Infinite comes out, I could see them like increasing the price by two or three dollars. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying is with this plan, I've signed mm-hmm. something that says I'm paying this You're and getting in. this, so I'm stuck on that price, and it it stacks. I mentioned before, so like once I'm done, my existing Game Pass will still like it'll still be that eight months I have left or whatever. Yeah, that's a good point. It's pretty that's cool. So yeah, that's what we're doing. Join our Discord. Talk to us. Let's close out the show with what we've been playing, Steve. Uh, you haven't played a lot. I also haven't played a lot, but somehow you managed to play more than me. Um, you, I just let's start with you. I always go first. Marvel's Avengers. You still love it. It's better than Fallout seventy six. <laughs> still, it's certainly more buggier than Fallout seventy six. But you um, like it more. Yeah, I do like it more. Okay. There's there's a few little things here and there that I kind of just like really appreciate about the game. Like when you're playing solo, the game is not online. Mm-hmm. Like you can pause it. It's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like as someone with a kid who wants to crawl around and put shit in her mouth, mm-hmm. like and I got to make sure she doesn't die. Like it's super wicked. I don't know if another games of service game does that where you know if you're playing Division or Destiny, like 
if you're just playing by yourself, you're still online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the game keeps playing when you pause. Yeah, so I and I've been playing with a friend, and it's like much better playing with like someone else. Mm-hmm. Um, I just like the game just needs a roadmap. It needs it. You just we just need to see the future because like once you hit that like level cap, there isn't really much reason to play with the character, and, and I'm very close to that. And my friend's already at it with one of the characters, and it, I'm starting to see the repetitiveness and stuff. And they don't have enough enemies in there, like any of the bosses. Like there's really only th- two main bosses. Um, I heard there's three, I've, like Taskmaster, Modok, and someone else. Yeah, there's Taskmaster, Abomination, and Modok. The thing is, like, at the end of the game, in Endgame, like, you, there's no way to fight Modok again. Like, you don't fight him. Hmm. So they need to, like, they need to, the, the single player, like, the campaign is actually really sweet. They need to, need to open that up again for people to, like, replay and just get better rewards and stuff, mm-hmm. like Destiny does. Um but so then at the end it's really just abomination taskmaster i've killed abomination like 20 times um so it it definitely has issues and i've been saying this for a while i think if you're not like crazy about playing it you could just like wait especially for some of these like kate bishop is supposed to be released this month and stuff like that um but it's pretty sweet and i haven't had any like game breaking bugs but i've i've had a lot of bugs mm. like there, i was playing one Actually, this could be considered game breaking, but it didn't really matter in the end. I was playing one where I was with three other hum- like humans. We we're fighting, and I was doing, I was connecting with people. I could f- like I could feel the conne- the the hits, mm-hmm. and I was doing damage, but the health bars were not going down at all. That feels bad. And there, and there's turrets and stuff, and usually they're just like one or two hits from destroying them. And I was like just chucking at like I just hitting a turret and it wasn't dying. I was like, I don't think I'm doing damage despite the fact that the numbers are popping. So I was just like completely useless, but they wouldn't know it. Cause I'm, I was trying to fight people, but it was, I'm like, Oh, this game is, it's got issues, man. <laughs> um, yeah, it's way buggier than fallout 76, like way, way, way buggier. But I just kind of like the, I, it's just superhero fun. Like, it's just, I don't know. I'm enjoying it. Like I, I'll probably stop talking about it afterwards. Cause I don't think I really have anything new to say, but I, I do think like you know if you're if you haven't picked it up now, you can just wait until like they fix your shit and, and get the PS5 version out and all that stuff. And you know, Kate Bishop's supposed to be out, and then Black Panther, and then Hawkeye, and Spider Man at some point. It really needs cross uh, play as well. Like it desperately needs cross play. Mm, I'm sure that's a monumental know. technical challenge. Yeah, and, I mean they got money, whatever. Um, I don't know how that's going to work with spider-man and all that stuff but like they desperately need it because just trying to match make like there doesn't seem to be enough players like, i'm not bringing the player base who like on steam people are showing like the the peaks and it's just like it's it's kind of dying on steam and on playstation there's a quick match option mm-hmm. you could do where you get bonus xp if you do and you just get thrown into different peoples and i've waited like numerous times and, and i don't get thrown into any games i'm just like uh either this is broken or which it could be i wouldn't put it past the game but or there's not enough people playing ouch which could be both ouch. could be both so it, it needs some help but i mean it's on them they should just they i mean they really could have just delayed it. i feel like i have a bit more of a patience with some of these things than other people um, there's no there's no shortage of games like delay it take your time yeah but I, I don't know. I guess they really decide to release it when they release there's it. There's no movie to they, coincide with. Like, there's no... There's, like, make it a spring 2021 or fall 2021 game, you know? 
yeah, like with the PS, like or or even just like when the PS Five would have came out, they fixed apparently a thousand bugs. That first big update, <laughs> like, I saw that. Like two, yeah, I was like, you guys launched a game with a thousand bugs. Oh my god, that you fixed in two weeks. Like, there's no way you fixed that shit in two weeks. You just like, yeah, they were taking. It takes way <laughs> big first update. It's way longer than that to fix a, a one bug. So it was ridiculous. Um, and then the Mario Collection, which is like so disappointing i'm with you on that i read patrick klepik's review on waypoint and he was making the comparison i was making of it in our discord of like you look at the way activision's treated tony hawk remaster the spyro remaster the crash remaster and they take what the game felt like and almost looked like in your imagination or your recollection and made that into a game you could play and enjoy in current year right and yeah they didn't do that i mean that's that's how i yeah, that's how I feel about Resident Evil 2. Like, Resident Evil 2 is probably my favorite game this generation. Um, and, like, you know, a, a revamped Mario 64 could have just easily been one of the best games ever. Mm-hmm. But instead, I just play it, and I'm like, fuck, this, contr- this camera is just balls. And, like, so much stuff in the game, I'm just like, oh, my God, this is so just fucking annoying. Did you? I uh, watched the Digital Foundry review of it, and they... No, they um detected uh they put like side by side with the original and the audio for a lot of mario's actions is delayed by like a few milliseconds and they it, like they they put it right next to it and then you're like oh yeah it is like compared to the original is that something you noticed oh. playing it no i didn't notice at all apparently what they also did is they inverted y opposite and you can't change it huh um so i, I forget now because i only played the once and i to be honest like with nintendo i'm just kind of like done with nintendo to be honest like until breath of the wild 2 yeah i mean breath of the wild 2 is probably the only thing that could really get me back because like it's just so much shit man like i I know it doesn't most people don't care but like just no trophies no online like function like solid functionality and just what you don't like opening uh, your phone to do voice chat and you can't close the app or else it closes the voice chat and you gotta and you can only do voice (laughs) you can only voice chat like in the game like if you're in the lobby waiting you can't voice chat then (laughs) and you you have to add each game as you get it to the app to do voice chat with (laughs) oh my god it's so like they're just so annoying with things and i'm just like i'm kind of just done with like it's sort of how i feel like when i was done with the 3ds Mm -hmm. like after i played uh like between worlds Mm -hmm. Um, I was just like, I'm fucking done with this system, man. Like these, I'm it's like, I just, there's so many other games to choose and like, I'm not going to play this. Like Mario 64 was like way better in my memory. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just like, I, I might try to try galaxy. Cause I remember like galaxy was dope mm-hmm. and I didn't really like sunshine. I don't really have any, like I played a little bit of it and I was like, eh, whatever, this is fine. But, um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just kind of like over them. Like Nintendo, like until they do like and then some of the new stuff they did like the 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 ar mario kart stuff i don't care about and like labo was dumb like just some of the things that nintendo they're doing toys that steve they're making toys for kids i know i know so it's perfectly fine for me to just be like fuck it i'm done with yeah. these guys like so anyways that's how i feel garbage mario collection i, I would like i have i have it sealed because my brother-in-law bought it digitally so i just like download from his thing and i have it sealed and i'm just like i might sell this thing now <laughs> like i don't really want this honestly thing yeah <laughs> so the uh anyways. i got a i'm on a another discord and the people are talking about it and someone has a uh just sent me a link to a zip of this 4k 60 fps pc port of 64 that uses like like modern 
controls for the camera where you just like move the mouse or stick and the camera just moves with you. And it was really cool, like playing it at a really high frame rate, widescreen, not four by three. And like, it was just like, I was like, if I hadn't played Mario 64 recently, this would almost be like what it was in my imagination, mm. where it just felt this yeah. good to play. And they could have done something like that with the game. Yeah. I, and I'm kind of done with, like, like they just ported the whole Wii U port, like, library at full price. Mm-hmm. And it's Pikmin like... 3, Super Mario 3D World. Um... And it's so annoying because, like, people are shitting on Sony and, and Spider-Man for doing the remastered mm-hmm. and, and how they're not giving it to, like, original owners, and they should. Mm-hmm. But, like, people don't do that for Nintendo because they're just like, well, I didn't have a Wii U, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, I'm like, Mario Kart 8 was, like, three years in between, like, the 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 Switch and the... I think it was a bit more than that. Wii U was it? I don't, I don't think so. Huh. Yeah, I, I mean, I think both are stupid and sleazy, but it was a lot easier for Sony to just, like, do you have Spider-Man on your Sony account? Okay, you get on PS5. Then... Because there's no, like, Nintendo account. Yeah, there's really, no... Like, like, they ditched Nintendo Network after the Wii U, but they still kept it, kinda, and then they did Switch Online. Like, yeah, it was it was a mess. So like Nintendo Nintendo less... couldn't do it as easily whereas Sony could do it really easily. And after that control snafu where they accidentally upgraded all the control users on Steam to the Ultimate Edition and PS4, they like you now oh, yeah, know I forgot about that. that it's that easy as flipping a switch, but that's just a flip the switch. And they yeah. choose not to. Well, it's like when Fortnite had cross play with uh with Xbox. They literally just flipped a switch mm. and then but the, but everyone was like, "Uh Sony, you said this can't be done." Uh, so Wii U was May 30th, 2014, mm-hmm. and Switch was April 28th, 2017. So less than three years. Oh, man. And Mario Kart is actually probably the better one because they fixed the battle. mode. The battle. Yep. battle mode. But like Toadstool game, Donkey Kong, like the Fire Emblem, JRPG thingy, like there's so many. And I'm like, I'm like, are you guys going to throw us a bone at all? Like I've bought every one of your fucking systems mm-hmm. since I was born. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I bought the NES, but... So I'm just like I'm just like angry at Nintendo. I'm just like fuck you guys, like whatever. Like as shitty as Sony is with the Spider-Man thing, they're also giving you a shit ton of games in the PlayStation Plus collection mm-hmm. that are like going to be updated. So it's like, you know, for fifty dollars a year, whatever PlayStation Plus is, you get like God of War and Bloodborne and, and stuff. Persona the looks. the value king is still Xbox this time around. Like it's not even close what they're doing with oh yeah, yeah compatibility. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But yeah, and 100%, then like 100%. PlayStation and slightly above Nintendo, vastly below Xbox. You know. Nintendo's not even in the conversation, really. That's fair. It's just like, here's here's the same game, full price. <laughs> and we added uh, an easy mode. Like Donkey Kong. Funky mode. Thing. Drive a yeah, surfboard just, across the it, level. It's just an easy mode. I'm like, you guys are assholes. So I'm, I'm done. With, I'm just kind of like, yeah, whatever. You know what I'm not done with, Steve? Fall Guys? Fall Guys. Fall Guys, the best Battle Royale game ever made, probably. Second to Tetris Double 99, X. maybe. Double XP. Uh, yes. So this is what they're doing. They uh, originally the season was supposed to end today, October fourth, but the season two won't start until October eighth. So they're extending the season and doing double XP or fame points or whatever until then. And I'm on the last level, and I looked at it and I was like, "Holy three thousand five hundred XP!" Like, oh, it's a crime. And I was bro. like, "I was like, I don't even know if I can finish this in one day because I, I just unlocked it last night." And then I read that tweet and I was like, "Oh." I have all week with double XP to finish the season pass. And it just like made, it just, I don't know. It just made me feel really good about the game. Like it was just like a very nice, generous thing they, they do for the, the fans while they're setting up this next season. 
I'm still pretty sure the next season pass will be paid. It might not be. Like, they haven't released any price or anything. It might just be another free season pass like this one is. And they've certainly made enough off launch to sustain them for several years. But I think they might do, like, a nine ninety nine season pass or something. Or maybe two tiers mm-hmm. or something. So I'm, I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic for Thursday when the next season goes live. But, yeah, I've been playing a lot of Fall Guys with my friend Braden trying to get both of us to the end of the season pass and it's great it's so good <sighs> the best battle right uh, no tetris 99 fall guys apex legends. i thought apex legends apex legends is third. the more i play fall guys the more it's like just the pure experience of fall guys it's the best battle royale to watch and play any age pretty much yeah it's awesome it's it's probably my favorite game this year to be honest and then I won a code for Going Under, which is a game from Agro Crabs, an indie studio in Australia. Because they did this, uh, the game is, uh, the premise is you're an intern at this stupid Tech Valley startup. And it's kind of like satirizing um, like Silicon Valley and like investor capital culture and, and um, the like. Oh, you love, you love that. It's, it needs to be satirized. It's, it's a fucking joke. And so you play as this intern who's tasked with like cleaning out the basement goblins when she was hired as like a marketing intern hired, she's like being, it's a free internship. But, uh, so the whole game is sort of satirizing this internship, do it for the exposure, Silicon Valley dude culture. And it's really pretty. And I won it in this contest where they're like, please describe your worst, um, employment experience, uh, on, on like a reply to this tweet. And I talked about the story where at the Indian restaurant I worked at, they picked up a fridge off the side of the road and we're in the basement trying to figure it out. And Muhammad, the one guy, was like, just, I don't think he was qualified. He's not an electrician or anything. And he was just like messing with wires behind it. And then, like, gave me a wire. And he was like, hold this. And so I held it. And then he plugged it in. And I swear <laughs> to God, like, my hair stood up. I felt a jolt, like, in my chest. And I let go of the wire. And there was this black streak on my hand. And I was like, oh, I, th- God. I think you almost killed me. Like, I'm pretty sure you almost <laughs> sent whatever the voltage of this fridge is, like, through my body, through my hand. <laughs> like if that wire was to my chest, it would have stopped my heart, you know? And, and, and he was like, Oh, I guess it's not going to work. And they, the fridge disappeared. I am to this day convinced if they killed me in that basement, they would have put me in the fridge and just put it out on the curb. <laughs> and you would have never heard from me again. It would have been the perfect crime. And oh my God. that's funny. Like I, so I described that and the, like, uh, they did a big launch stream where they read a bunch of them and they picked like three or four to give codes to. And I just got a code and was playing it. It's really good. It's very pretty. The um, combat is like very small, tight room based, and uh, the the things you pick up are just things in the environment. It's like pencil, potted plant, box, mop, and you're just running around. And they all have durability, kind of like Breath of the Wild uh, items. And you're just beating all these monsters to death, trying to get the the. Uh, and you have like different quests you get from the other people in the office. We're all very funny. It's a very well written um, game. Very very on point i will say it's on point and yeah it's just i don't know check it out i like it a lot in the 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 year of roguelikes that is 2020 going under is another one and it's very good yes yeah that, that's it for what we've been playing and that's it for episode number 161 of the canadian game devs.com podcast thank you so much for listening if you want to help us keep the lights on and the site running covering the canadian game dev scene you can support us over at patreon.com slash canadian game devs uh, back us at higher than a dollar a month, and we'll put your name at the end of the show like these lovely folks. Shout out to Aaron McLeod, Canuck Play, David Nagy, E. Beer, Elizabeth Avery, Hanel, Jean Leggett, Jeff Shepstone, Jeffrey Canham, Kai Hutchins, Nicholas A. Zorko, Nav from the Academy of Games, Pixelnauts underscore Alex, 
Sean Hayden and Stacey H. Thank you so much, patrons, and everyone else who backs us at a dollar or another lower amount. We appreciate it. If you listen on Apple Podcasts, please drop us a review. It's really easy. It's right down there. Um, and if you're not on Apple, we'd love to take your feedback at contact at CanadianGameDevs.com. <sighs> good work, Steve. It was a good good week back. I'm, I'm very happy with this episode. Yeah, me too. It was. I'm just looking at... Uh, I haven't looked at the trophies yet for Star Wars... Ooh, does it have a platinum? Uh, squadron. Uh, let's find out. Yes, it does have a platinum. Good. No one has it yet. Hmm. Seems like complete the campaign on ace difficulty ace. would be super hard. Yeah. Acquired 50 components for your Starfighter. No, Even less people have that one. Weird. No one has reached pilot level 40, which I'm guessing is like the online. Multiplayer. Win 10 ranked fleet battles as the Galactic Empire. No one has that. Or very few people have that. Yeah, because don't play as the Empire. They're space Nazis. 0%. Dealt more than 50,000 laser damage in a single match. No one has that. Hmm. Or wait. Yeah, no one has that trophy. Dude, I have like five Fall Guys trophies left. I'm going to get them all except the five uh, in a row. Inflatable. And that'll be kind of a bummer, but whatever. Yeah, that one... I, know. I got to three. I, I, I need... The... I think I told you the best I ever did was I won two, lost in the first round, the next one, then won two. Man, I got to three. You were with me. It was you, Chris, and me, and I got to three and lost in the fourth at the last round, too. The only other trophy I have that's not level 40 is just win with, like, a like a group of four or whatever it is. And that one I just, like, I don't even care because it's just a bronze. You can get it and, whenever, but if, but if, Yeah, exactly. But if I get inflatable or infallible... infallible. Um, then I will like. Then I'll try to get that one. But hopefully they add more trophies for season. Two I don't. Well. I don't think they will. Unless they do like a like a, we were looking at the Dead by Daylight trophy list. Where it looks like for every single update they added a bunch of trophies. So now it's like two massive separate files on your trophy list. I know. And on PlayStation, it's like it's Dead by Daylight one of two. Like the first, like I'm just like this is crazy. This game has so much shit in it. I would I would I love play it if they all. did that cuz cuz Apex lost some of my friends cuz they're like, "Oh, I, I 100%ed it." And I was like, "Yeah, but it's still fun." And they're like, "No, nah, I moved on to something else." But like if you <laughs> if you bring people's gamer score to not complete anymore, they will come back to complete it. Like that's like a guaranteed psychological tactic. I know. It would work on me 100%. Um I forget what I was about to say. But yeah. I, I don't think they'll add to it. I mean, oh, Dead by Deadly. I want to play that again because I have such a like, you know, a bad taste about it. Because like we just had such issues. Connection, yeah. Yeah. I can download it on PS4 because I have it from a uh, PS Plus, and we could try it again on the same console. Yeah, we should, we should, we should do that. We should. Okay. Because it's also uh, going to get a PS5 update too, isn't it? Did they know? Yeah, and they just added. Well, they had the crossplay wasn't working for us, but yeah, a bunch of cross stuff through their Dead by Daylight account, which is pretty cool. Like I would love to like plop 60 bucks in that game get some of the cooler dlc like the sound hill stuff and, stranger and things and the ash from evil dead stranger things i don't give a shit about but that's fair season one was okay Q4. the other two suck I, I, all the netflix shows i don't know why this is but all netflix shows we pretty much just watched the first season except for um uh, the fucking daredevil mm-hmm. but we pretty much just watched the first season and then we're just done with Tukan Birdie Steve Tukan Birdie season one single best season of content Netflix has produced Tukan Birdie Tuka and Birdie what's that? Uh, Tuka like two, the first part of Tukan and Birdie's like the name Birdie it's an animated it um, show about these two roommates and it it's um, from one of the artists from Bojack but it's not that like super depressed edgy adult humor of bojack it's yeah. it's a very it's a very wholesome very poignant 
story about these two it's it's anthropomorphized characters like bojack as well and it's uh these two birds who live together and it's their life and misadventures it's good um i also would shout out hilda which is another animated netflix show based on a comic that's Mm. much more kids aimed and oriented but has a lot for adults kind of like like adventure time or steven universe or something yeah Yeah. those are the only two seasons of anything netflix has produced that i'm like oh yeah that was that was really good you didn't like uh, Daredevil? Not, I love right. I uh, I loved Daredevil. I thought that show was dope. When I was in high school, I thought House of Cards was the coolest show I've ever seen because I was a super edgy teenager. I never really watched House of Cards. Now just kind of fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck so. that guy. And uh, yeah, thank you for listening. Find us on Twitter at Canada Game Devs, Twitch.tv Canada Game Devs. We'll be streaming more soon. I got a bunch in the backlog. to. I want to play Art of Rally, that game that we said had the best Steam page we've ever oh, seen. Yeah. We got codes for that mm-hmm. we're going to play. Um, still got to get Rogue Legacy 2 on there, but I, I assume there's some more updates since launch that make it more stable, so that's probably good. We waited a bit to stream. Uh, yeah, lots lots to play on the channel, so twitch.tv slash devs. Join our Discord. It's lovely. I enjoy chatting with everyone, seeing the memes. Shout out to David, 3Cream, Snug Sound, all the other usual suspects. Um, yeah, you can follow me on Twitter I, at Stephen Riley. You can follow Steve on Twitter at Stephen L. Crane. Stephen L. Crane 8 on Instagram. Boom, did it for you. Thank you. I asked uh, Fall Guys if there's going to be new trophies on for Season 2, so stay tuned. Stay tuned. I'm, I'm sure they'll answer. Sure, the millions of replies <laughs> they get every day, they'll take, take a peek at that one. And that's it. Thank you so much. Have a good week. Bye. I'm four seconds behind. Two point eight seconds ahead. Uh, if we could unfold the future, the present would be our greatest care. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Yeah, I don't get it either. It's one AM in Paris. It's two nineteen in Mother Russia. Alright, start the backup. Wait, Eight. we're in Russia, right? Russia would have multiple. Oh true. In Moscow it's two nineteen. Oh, okay. I think China is a country that like would normally be like three or four time zones, but they just say fuck you and they're just all one time zone. Good. It's time zones are the worst. Like it would save so much headache for so many people if it was a universal um time zone. Wait, how would that work? When when like two AM be like a completely different two AM for everyone though? Yeah, but you would just like adapt as you go. Like you don't have to convert like the conversion is where a lot of the mistakes happen. And that's what caused a lot of people headaches. Like you know what noon is for you, and then when you go to a new country, you're like, "What time is it?" And you're like, "It's like this time, but here that means sunrise." And then you just reorient yourself. But then, like Japan's like normal work instead of like nine to five, it's their normal working hour is like the opposite, nine like five a.m. to or whatever, or yeah, nine p.m. to yeah, it would just be whatever the reverse is. I don't. I don't like that. I don't. I don't subscribe to that. See, people just don't get it because we're used to what we have now. But the change would work. It's like the same way a metric. But I don't. Period but I don't think over. the. Pro- I don't think the problem is that big of a deal, though. Well, it. I would love to. I see think. Day, I think daylight savings time is fucking garbage. But I don't think time zones are garbage. Time zones are garbage. They make no sense. I don't. I disagree. It makes completely difference. Or it makes complete sense. I, I, I watched a really good video on it that I'm forgetting now, but it was it was the same reason like everyone had different measurements for a while, and then everyone switched to metric, but the U.S. 
and and Israel, I think. Yeah, and so every year there's like some like four to six thousand deaths in the U.S. because of failed like conversions on medicines or different things, and like one of the Mars rovers crashed because they messed up the kilometers to miles conversion. It cost like thirty billion dollars, and like every two or three years there's a plane crash because someone uh, mixed up the gallons and um liters of fuel but like metric two imperial doesn't make sense at all because it's not it's not based uh 10 like like the metric system is but have you ever looked time the the time zone stuff does make sense no because you can just say whatever you want that's why china's like the whole thing's one time zone and we all just work on it together and it works china does whatever they want it's true they have bigger problems than their time zone thing you look at the um but i like the idea of like noon being like you know quote unquote when the sun is in at the top of the like is at the is above you or whatever. but it but like, it isn't yeah. everywhere it changes I rapidly know. no it's not no but with if there's no time zone then noon it could be like t- like technically like two in the morning or whatever or like completely dark no because noon in canada changes drastically by like three or four hours every year because of the tilt of the earth like our noon already is wildly different compared to where the sun is no but our but if everyone is just on the same if if it's just noon across the entire earth mm-hmm. then you have a noon in japan that's completely different than a noon in france which is completely different than a noon in canada or whatever mm-hmm. and i don't like that that does that i feel like that causes just as much issues uh there's only one way to find out let's, let's just do it and see yeah let's just do it we and sh- see we should sim it in like something I'd like how they use world of warcraft for like uh, infectious diseases or whatever yeah, or the uh, the new Borderlands DLC. One of the, like the mini games is actually on the back end. It's like an RNA sequence um, thing that they partnered with the university to help them. So like when when players are solving puzzles, they're like unrinding strands of RNA, which helps with like oh, stem cell yeah, research. Remember, remember folding at home? Yeah, I played that, and I was like, this yeah, sucks. Same. So <laughs> what the the Gearbox people were like, people don't want to know they're helping, so we just disguise it as like a mini game, and people do it. Nice. Yeah. All right, let's get rolling here.